Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and this is Jill's Journals Out Loud. And this should be posted Tuesday morning. Uh, what is it? It's October 18th, 2022. Here in this time frame that's moving so quickly, just takes my breath away. So I'm just going to try and calm down. I've been a little agitated today. The little white terror has closed her eyes for a moment, so I'm hoping I can record this without any bumps. And I've done several test runs, so uh, I don't hear any feedback on the front end. But if you hear it over the course of the podcast, please put it in the comments below. Thank you. I'm continuously trying new setup, so... Uh, fingers crossed. Okay, so you saw from the title, uh, I am starting to talk about the season and cycle issue. One of the things that's really interesting, if you're interested in uh, a, a higher uh, non-political long-term view of things, is how much really runs in a cycle. Like we keep repeating these same cycles over and over and over again. Uh, And the same is true for seasons, right? We have four seasons each year. Uh, A lifetime, I break out our lives into four seasons. Uh, Most relationships have four seasons to them. Uh, It's a fascinating topic, and there's actually a whole uh, foundation dedicated to the concept of seasons and cycles. And you know, it's something I became interested in a long time ago, and it's been on my someday list. I want to do something with that, and it sits there. Uh, you know, when I was doing uh, the primal human training, I focused mostly on a 24-hour day because uh, that's where the greatest amount of change, I think, happens for us as humans is when we focus on how we're spending, investing, using not using our 24-hour day because it's a limitation. We only have so much. uh, And it's those tiny incremental consistent changes that really create any kind of uh, moving forward, moving backward. I don't think any of us completely stall out, although you can reduce your speed to what looks like being stalled out. So, uh, you know, right now we're in a puppy stage versus, you know, Freedom, who was in the winter, right? She's in the spring of her life. You know, Freedom was in the winter of his life uh, because it's cold and we've had the first fire of the season. Technically, we've barely entered fall, but I swear I feel like I'm in the middle of winter. Uh, and I believe in the next few days, I'm not sure, is that the eastern half of the United States is going to be experiencing a deep cold. But for those of you who are below the equator, you are getting ready to enter your summer. And so uh, where you live affects what season you'll be moving into. Uh, And also, you know, how a cycle in time will affect you. And I think the reason I wanted to talk about this today is that we're at a very tenuous moment here in the United States. Uh, We've got the elections coming up in a few weeks. We have so much rhetoric and confusion and opinion swirling about. Uh, It's very stressful if you listen to it. But what I find even more fascinating is how, while on the one hand nobody can listen to each other, 
nobody can agree on what's going to be happening. And I think that's where sometimes it's really helpful to just step back. It always feels like what's happening to you is the worst thing ever. And, you know, history is just full to the brim with war and seasons of uh, great change and cycles of great destruction. You know, catastrophism is on a regular season. Uh, you know, the Mayans even had a really interesting, they had a three, uh, three uh, cycles uh, of their uh, calendar, but each day was actually about something specific that was going to happen to you, and that even uh, circled. Uh, we have, you know, the concept of archetypes, where there's basically 12 archetypes of our personality that affect how we will be and experience the world around us. Uh, there's... It's fascinating, and if you can step far enough away, you can see the value of repeating scenarios if you really wanted to uh, you know, embrace the idea that we are here to learn and grow and understand. If you can, un if you can you know, grasp the repeating factors around that, then that would make a lot of sense, right? So you know, every winter, is the time to, to review what happened in agriculture or ranching, right? To review what happened in the previous year and what are you going to do differently in the coming year? Because once you start spring, once the babies start being born or the seeds are ready to be planted and the fields prepared, then you're just in the flow. You can't really make changes. And, you know, the agricultural system and the seasons of our planet demand, you know, that you pretty much can only do one year at a time unless you go, you know, completely out of nature and want to control everything. And that's a subject for a different day. So, uh, but every season is, allows us to review what we did before and do we want to make changes? And, you know, hardcore farmers and ranchers will tell you that the learning never ends. What I found most disappointing when I was working uh, on the different ranches and talking to the different ranchers more than farmers is all that knowledge that's been accumulated is being tossed away and just you know blown off. They don't, people don't want to fix the problem or seek to understand. They just want to sell the cow and buy a new one. And there's a fortune to be made for buying these quote-unquote broken animals Sometimes they just have a toenail that needs to be clipped, but there's no, almost no interest in developing and increasing the knowledge base. It's just about repeating the same cycle, and anything that doesn't fit, this animal didn't cooperate, that animal, baby died, just get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. Sounds a bit like eugenics, but we have this, they have, there's this philosophy that if there's a problem, you just get rid of it. You don't seek to understand so you can correct it but the flip side of that is by not understanding what's happening you're also not able to improve right and there's lots and lots of things that you learn that make you more efficient that makes the quality higher that makes the yield greater but all that gets tossed out the window when you're not willing to look at what the seasons have yielded an information and we're doing that you know with people right we're celebrating children as some founts of wisdom and I don't know if you remember when you were young but while I thought I knew everything nothing could be further from the truth a lot of the popular uh, shows and stuff I've 
I haven't watched in a long time because it's almost unbearable because the the adults are always stupid. The mother and father are idiots and the children are the all-wise, all-knowing, all-problem-solving. Again, for those of us who remember when we were kids, do not put us in charge of anything. Uh, responsibility should be yielded slowly. Uh, and we saw the breakdown of that process on the baby boomer side where there was no investment in mentoring the young. It just became about retirement as I want to have fun, I don't want to think about anything. All those cycles and seasons that have been practiced from eons of time, right? You get to a certain age and you become the elder or the mentor or the wisdom, right? You're the one that brings order to the chaos of youth. Youth is the energy to get things done. You know, as you're older, you're the guidance. You know, don't do that. That's just going to be a lot of waste of time. Instead of having to recreate the same cycle over and over and over again, uh, and I was listening to Martin Armstrong, who I've uh, referenced before, and he was making the statement that, you know, Washington, D.C. has become such that you've got a bunch of 23-year-olds dictating policy. And I think most of us, you know, who are into the what's really going on have this idea that there's a bunch of really old people pulling strings, uh, but on the ground you have a bunch of young people uh making policy with no frame of reference. Uh, we're seeing that in Russia. It's not what you believe about the war to be true, but within the Russian uh, population, the young people don't have a memory of Nazism, and so they don't have the emotional connection to fighting against it, where the older people remember it very clearly. Remember, they lost over 25 million people in just the Soviet Union, Russia alone in World War II. That is a deep and gaping wound that is real for many. Uh, you know, in America, we don't have a memory of war on our soil. And a lot of the young people, because of all the anti-bullying and the passive uh, child, you know, experiences, you know, the, the conflict avoidance, most young boys haven't been in a fight. And if you're, you know, if you're older, if you're over 50, over 60, you're probably in a fight when you were younger, which is, I think, a good thing because then you understand consequences. Well, that hurts and uh, I probably don't want to do it again because I don't want to be on the receiving end of it. But we have a bunch of young people who've never been hit and they don't understand violence and so they glorify violence. And so we're removing all these normal passages that come with the cycle and the seasons of our life. Uh, and at the same time, you know, we're doing that at the global level, right? We're, we're resisting the realities that there's always a cycle to civilization. There's a build-up and a de deconstruction, right, uh, within the seasons of a year, right? There's the planting, the growing, the harvesting, and the death. The planting, the growing, the harvesting, and the death. And that's what humans go through. And that's what businesses go through and empires go through. And the point to all of this isn't because it's something that you can control or if you understood you could change it and bend it to your will. It's really, you know, as we get older here, it's just an, 
It's the ability to step back, I think, and understand that you can't control it, that it's been going on since the beginning of our known time, and it's who we are, and it's part of our process of of human, of nature, of civilization, of experience, of spirit. All these things exist within these cycles and seasons. And, uh, you know, so one of the things I've never done, and I was thinking about this again, you know, this morning, which is kind of what prompted all this, is that, you know, I've had this long term desire to live by the seasons. And in many ways, I'm doing that. Uh, you know, I, I've been quote unquote, planning on getting wood since July, because the reality is, is you really want to do it a year ahead of time so it can season and dry. And, you know, I don't have a chainsaw. And so that just became a lot of me uh, waiting around and having nothing happen. And so I bought a handsaw so I don't ever have to have that experience again. Uh, But I also had the opportunity to get some hardwood at a good price. But all of that, you saw that in one of the videos sitting behind me, all of that has to be split and cut in half. And so a few days ago, someone graciously uh, let me borrow their chainsaw. So I was able to cut a few rounds of pine, which I like to have soft and harder wood, you know, combination. And I tell you, I only split a few rounds and I pulled muscles in my back. I was so tired. I thought I was going to die. And it's this little tiny pile of wood. And I was thinking, oh, you know, I have enough rounds to last me, you know, a month or two. And so, you know, I've had my first fire and I'm not anywhere near ready for the season. Uh, and I think one of the most important things that we're missing as people, as human, is being separated from the seasons. You know, I've had to, in this experience, uh, really live by the elements instead of me controlling the elements on how I want to live by. And and that's been, you know, humbling. It's been aggravating. And then it just sort of gets easier when you can kind of relax in the fact that this is just the way it is. These things have to get done by a certain time. Uh, when you don't, you just made it harder on yourself. So I just made it harder on myself. But at least I know I've done it before. I've cut wood across winter time and been okay. I know I can cut enough for one or two days at a time. Uh, but as my energy is waning, it's getting more and more difficult to prepare in a shorter amount of time. And so I'm, you know, doing the mental note, like I don't have the luxury of waiting around. Like I got to be working on this all year long. And so, you know, as my stage of life is changing, as the season of my life is changing, it's altering my relationship with the season of the year. Uh, and we're in a cycle you know, not one that I would have signed up for, but here we are. And that is different. We manage that differently within our own personal season by where we're physically located, by what season things change around us, right? We're seeing that in Europe right now where, you know, they've had all their energy cut off as we're entering winter. You know, it wouldn't have been such a big deal if it was April and they were facing, you know, June, July, and August. It's a huge deal. Uh, And they didn't fight back early enough. And we're here. And this is the situation. And the pipelines are blown up. I mean, you know, 
so there's no I don't bring this up because I think we should run around and fix everything so we're absolved of having to pay attention uh, I'm bringing this up because the power of our being able to pay attention and shift focus from uh, you know just like my life and what I think I want and how I think everybody should be to the realities that we are all living within seasons and cycles that we can't stop or control uh, and one of the worst ones I see is this rage against age right we're just obsessed with being younger looking younger blah 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 and instead of honoring who we are and and being proud of our experience and that's shown in our wrinkles and our scars and you know that we have a lot to offer and instead of you know how can I run off into the the you know party cruise and retire uh, while I play you know what is my responsibility to community and to humanity to be the guide for the next generation and I think that's very powerful and we've removed that from our uh, thinking process uh, and we've really removed it for those of us who didn't have children right we don't have immediate access to those who uh, we would normally be the mentor for so maybe we need to take a little bit of extra effort for all the uh, boys and girls who don't have uh, parents or grandparents to fall back on uh, you know it's something I've thought a lot about and how so much of our core human experience is built around seasons and cycles and yet we've lost touch with it in almost every single way uh, and so one of the things that I uh, I bought a little leather uh, art journal a while ago but I've been afraid to start writing or drawing in it right because it's got all beautiful new pages uh, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it so I've just been looking at it you know I didn't want to mess it up with my 7,000 false starts that I always embark on but it's actually divided into five sections and something that I have longed to do I've talked about it on and off for years and years and years is what I call a book of wisdom uh, and I wanted to divide that book into at least four sections winter spring summer fall and I want to start in winter because that's where we are right now that's where I'm moving into right now in terms of uh, you know winding down and harvesting you know what my life has reaped as opposed to running around starting a bunch of brand new things and it's the quiet time it's the time for reflection it's the time for retreat and recentering and rejuvenation and lots of inside time which is going to be hell on earth this year with this dog she does not like being inside she was not excited about winter yesterday <laughs> why can't I go out and play you know so it will be a little bit more difficult this year with someone who does not understand winter because she is all spring all the time uh, but I'm excited about really kind of knuckling down uh, in thinking in, in these four stages you know the other thing I've wanted to do for a long long time is to shift my eating patterns into seasonal eating I think that's how we were physiologically designed to eat with the seasons and the sun and the elements and what's produced uh, 
So, you know, I'm winding down on my 90-day carnivore experiment, and, uh, you know, I'll be talking about that somewhere else later. But I don't see that uh, continuing in its existing form. It's just not something that's been practical uh, for me for a lot of reasons. So I will cover that later. But so I made a list, like, what would I do? Like in my perfect food plan, regardless if I felt good on it or not, what would I do? And and then I divided that further. You know, how would I produce that? And each thing I wanted to produce has a different season. The season that you grow it and the season that you harvest it and preserve it. Uh, and then the se- season that you consume it. And I, you know, I'm like, I want to start now. And then I, you know, thought I it's winter, right? Like food production's off the table unless you go someplace warm or south of the border, right? Or the equator. And so you know, in my usual zeal, I want to get it done now. Uh, And then I give up because I can't, you know, get it done now. So, uh, you know, one of the things I'd like to do is to really take a step back, right, and relax into the reality that this is winter we're coming into. You know, I didn't make all my preparations perfectly, so there's a lot of work to do for me this winter. But it's also the perfect time to reflect and rethink, you know, how we want to move forward into a world that is at war. And the season of war is here, whether we want it or not. The cycle of war is here, whether we want it or not, whether we're choosing to recognize or acknowledge it, you know, people are dying, this is happening. And war isn't just a gun battle. It's, you know, it's a bio medical war, it's a financial war, we're moving into the food war, the economic war, the literal war, the nuclear war, right, the civil war, the the injustice war, the, uh, you know, old people, young people war that's going to be coming up here shortly. <laughs> There's a lot of, of happening, and it feels very overwhelming. And almost, like I said, there's no agreement. Everybody's having a radically different experience with the same set of circumstances. And at the end of the day, we do have a shared place, right? When you can step back and remember, okay, well, you know, what do I need to get done in a 24-hour day, right? What do I need to get done across four seasons? Which, for those of you who still have electricity, will realize the radical importance of that if electricity goes away. Uh, And, you know, where are we in the bigger picture? You know, we're in a period of deconstruction. We're in a period of time in the cycle of history where the old systems are coming apart, whether that's tomorrow or 10 years or 100 years. You know, I don't know. There's lots and lots of predictions around that. But we know from looking back across time no system lasts forever. And there's always clues and indicators that show you where your civilization is falling. And I think that's been the most interesting thing for me. A lot of what feels new and and weird and inappropriate and bizarre is part of a cycle. It's happened over and over and over again. And because of that, you know, there's a relaxing a bit in that, you know, I'm not going to stop it. It's not going to something that we can control or avoid. Uh, But it is something, you know, that humans have always found a way to navigate through. 
Uh, and I get to make decisions about how I want to navigate through that. But I think the most important decision, and this is the one you know I'm trying to stay focused on, is that there must be something new built on the other side. If you just spend all your energy you know, fighting against what you don't want, then nobody is putting their energy into building what they do. And as you know, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. If you don't have a system or a season or the next cycle built on what you want, there's all kinds of people that will step in and tell you what they want and what they are going to do. And, and you know, you're going to get swept up in it because you did not choose to be part of building what is new. And what's more important about that, it isn't about exactly what you do or what you think or how much you get done or if you're successful. It's just the energy, right? It's the energy of what you are moving yourself into as a building block, right? As part of the foundational uh, process of any kind of new civilization, of being, you know, a link in the chain and stop trying to be just, you know, a little rock over there in the corner by itself that, that feels powerless, right? It's the coming together of all the bricks or all the links. You know, that's where the great power lies. And so, uh, it's it's not something, you know, most of us spend a lot of time thinking about. And, you know, I bring that back to the power of the journal process because that's exactly a, a fabulous place. It's not wasted time and energy to imagine the kind of future that you would like to live in. Uh, and then to write it down just adds another uh, layer of strength to the idea you're planting those seeds in the ethers and you know we really just don't give enough credit to the idea of how powerful that is and it's more powerful than any kind of protest that you you know may or may not attend because when you're out fighting against what you don't want that still doesn't deal with the the vacuum problem of it crumbles. You know, and the best example of that I've ever seen is when you have, you know, a problem person or an addict within the family and that person either leaves or cleans up, the family usually falls apart because they never focused on what the real issues were. They put all their energy into what they didn't want. I don't want you to drink. I don't want you to use. I don't, I don't, I don't, right? Instead of saying, well, what kind of family do we want? Do we want a family that eats dinner together every night? Do we want a family that has a garden in the background? Do we want a family that teaches children uh, cause and effect, decisions and consequences? Uh, do we want a family that lets the kids beat each other up a little bit so we get a good feel for what fighting is really like and we don't have a false sense of security when we're, you know, 40 and we're pushing nuclear buttons because we think we're invulnerable because we don't know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of a face blow, right? You get a few of those and you're like, oh, <laughs> there's consequences to me mouthing off, right? So these are all you know, abstractions and concrete, practical and, you know, wildly impractical. And it's all this weaving things in and out and together. And that's sort of the beauty of creativity and the beauty of art is it gives form. It provides containers. Uh, it's the beauty of projects. If you like to build something, right, everything that you build is is creating 
form and container for ideas and energy and uh, and every season has a different opportunity and every cycle has a different set of issues to be faced and we are in a cycle of destruction things are going to fall apart we're having a population decline uh, we're have you know America is losing or and is going to lose its status as the superpower and the dominance of the dollar that's just going to happen every it's like 160 nations or 140 they're all they have a pact you know the systems have been set up one day we're going to wake up and the dollar will no longer have value to anyone but us and that's not going to last very long and we can pretend like it's not going to happen but it's going to happen and you know in the same way we can pretend we're never going to get old or we're going to pretend we'll be strong forever Uh, you know I was just like in horror that I could barely and I don't know if something was else going on with me that day because I was so tired I don't know if uh, we were having allergies or I was starting to get a cold or something I mean I was abnormally tired that day but I'm like I cannot believe I worked this hard and this long for this tiny little pile of wood uh, it didn't used to be like that. I could just knock it out. It was not. I loved it. I love chopping wood. It's very satisfying. You know, you get to 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 work in outside. You get fresh air. You get a physical uh, exertion, which I love. And then you have a product that that you love. You get warm fire. I mean, it all to me is a super awesome thing. And this time, I'm like, I'm in hell. I'm never getting this done. You know, I've now I've screwed my back up. I've barely scratched the surface of what needs to get done for winter, and it's already freezing. I think tonight's the first night it's going to be below freezing outside. You know, as I say that, it occurs to me I need to make sure I have enough water inside that doesn't freeze, right? So there's a lot to... When you live without electricity, there's a lot more things that you have to remember about the season. But we've lost so much of that knowledge and so much of that discipline. And uh, it's the dynamic aspect of life that we've tried to pretend doesn't exist anymore. Because we've lost touch with our seasons on a personal level, I think we're also very naive about the cycles at the bigger level and uh, and in America I think we're exceptionally naive about the fact that uh, you know one accidental button and everything changes and you've got a lot of really uh, out of touch inappropriately psychotic people (laughs) in charge of things that have no awareness of cause and effect or consequences and so uh, we're in a really dangerous cycle and it's something that's happened since the beginning of time but what's fascinating to me is all those people before they didn't have forewarning the way we do so what's fascinating to me is we have this great well of knowledge of all the things that are coming crashing towards us and we still have this great resistance to acknowledging, you know, what's happening and what we really should be doing, right? Building the new systems that will replace all of the things that are breaking down. Uh, I was watching, uh, I was listening to an interview between two young, healthy guys and how uh, they're obsessing about, you know, the micro details of food nutrients while they 
play and work out as their person, you know, as their primary physical exertion. And I'm thinking, you know, they're both checked out of the real world and they're operating in that this other world, this false reality that we've created of things, food magically appears in the grocery store, right? Instead of, you know, you're young, healthy guys, man, you should be digging wells and, uh, you know, building fences and understanding practical stuff about water and food and, uh, you know, things like that, instead of putting all your time and energy into a bunch of ideas that don't have any value, if the electricity goes out or there's no quality, you know, going to the gym for hours every day uh, as a sign of being healthy to me is stupid because you're not producing anything but something, but a body that looks good in a photograph. Uh, my, one of the, you know, you've heard me talk about Georgie Bear, who is the father of parkour. Uh, and the thing that got him going, and this was, you know, in the early 1905, at that time, you know, people were really unfit. And he was on, I forget which island in Italy, where uh, the volcano blew off and like over 700 people died. It may have been more, I can't remember, because they couldn't swim. They couldn't swim to safety. They just sank or they had to sit on the island and die. And he's like, how can humans who are born to be so athletic not understand and have basic movement that they would just die because they couldn't swim from one spot to the next and that was really where he became you know uh, very focused on fitness and strength to be useful not to look good not to have a great picture taken not, you know, to be an influencer and have status, but because he wanted to be able to save other people's lives. And so that is a season. We can do that, you know, in spring, summer, and fall, but winter, you know, that part's kind of moving out of the way. But we have the wisdom to teach the spring and the summer how to be useful. And we've lost that. So I brought all this up, not because, you know, it's going to change the world or change your life, but because as we're focusing, you know, I'm really hoping, first, there's no feedback on this uh, process. But more importantly, you know, we're focusing and we're trying to decide who we want to be in the world and how we want that to be. And, uh, you know, I just passionately believe at this point in the power of the journaling process to make that more real. Uh, And I am becoming endlessly fascinated with the nervous system as part of that process. Uh, And so I wanted to do kind of this general overview of seasons and cycles because I'm trying to set this goal for myself to to really get more clarity on how I can live more in sync with both the seasons out in the world and the seasons within me while the stage and circumstance by which I am operating is a very specific cycle in time Uh, and those are the absolutes those aren't the those are the parameters that can't change yeah I could like go move onto an island somewhere and hold my breath but uh, but I'm not going to do that I'm going to be here with you facing whatever may come uh, and hopefully you know being part of those who build a future that is supportive of who we are meant to be not who we've forgotten how to be uh, you know the irony is 
is you know we're born with a perfect blueprint of body and world to feel healthy and fabulous but we threw that all away and here we are so deep breath uh, lots to think about and I my friends will see you next time